welcome back everybody and thank you for listening i am your host michael gomez alongside with my co-host anthony Patton. this is big brother sports talk episode 12 today is wednesday december 12th and on this week's episode episode 12 we have another guest last week we had our guest jason and this week we got our new guest PJ Jerry Pagan, owner of today's sponsor. You you want to plug the sponsor? You want oh me yeah yeah yeah. Uh, Analog Digital, uh, my clothing line. You can check me out at uh, at VNV Log Two Digital on Instagram. Costume shit. If you love hip hop, you'll most definitely love this clothing brand. If you mention Big Brother Sports Talk, and get. 10% off your next purchase from now till January 1st. And if you don't yet, make sure you follow us on Twitter at PatMoolah50, at 856Philly, and at BabyGomez06. So remember, Analog Digital. Mention Big Brother Sports Talk. Suit a DM. How, how, would they, how are they going to cop the clothes? Yeah, you could do that. DM me, and uh, I'll set up a little transaction invoice for you. And then you can pay through PayPal, whatever you want, credit card. You can give me chips, cookies, whatever. He takes Bitcoin too. But today on our first segment, we're going to touch on something really quick. And we're talking about how hard is it to repeat a championship in all major sports? It is. It is very hard to repeat in all major sports. But I think it's especially hard in football. Because you get free agency, um, the salary cap, and I feel like I feel like coaching is is a big factor because you know your coordinators they'll do they'll have a great season and then they'll move on and get head coaching jobs somewhere else like Frank Reich, where he was doing so good with the Eagles, and then the Colts bring him in and and now they're doing pretty well. How you feel? How you feel, PJ? Yeah, I think so too. You had um this guy too from the Eagles, the dude that just got fired from the Vikings, uh, D. Filippo. He was the offensive coordinator. That was pretty good. Even um, the Falcons head coach. Oh, uh, oh Shanahan, no, right? Yeah, he now he's the coach in um, San Fran, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and that yeah, was yeah. right after that offense was so explosive, and they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, what sport do you think is the hardest? Would we say football, mm. baseball, basketball? I think basketball might be the easiest. Yeah, definitely. I think so. You just need to build around one or two superstars, need some role players and and you can you can get into the the championship every year. I mean, especially like with how it's been, it's been always one-sided like one one year the East is real easy. Well, actually it's been easy for a while, but now it's got even easier since LeBron has left. So, it's like it's like really open now. Yeah, it feels more competitive though without him. It's it's now he was the guy. Now it's like a little bit more open. Granted, it was getting more competitive the last like year or two anyway. But I think basketball as well. Yeah, you got players that are locked in for three, four years, five years. As to where football, they're constant turnaround. Yeah, because the contracts are so weird and they're not guaranteed and you can release players whenever you want and do different things like that. And just because we brought you on today, PJ, Jerry Pagan, he's going to really be getting into college basketball. Now, do you think college basketball is even even harder or a little bit easier to repeat with the one and done and different things like that? How do you think that's harder or easier? 
depends on the teams. It's talking about depending on the program. Like if you're looking at Duke, Kentucky, of course it's harder because the one and dones you don't have guys that are staying long. But you look at Nova, the last what two three years they've been really good. This year they're not that good. Obviously they lost to a couple teams by twenty. Um, but it's a lot easier for the teams that are like the lower echelon of of the Division One basketball because you got guys that are staying longer, just like basketball and the pros. So you got guys that are veterans on the team. Uh, Nova especially, they had freaking, I think, four uh, upperclassmen when they won the national championship. That's even probably with that. What is it? What's it called? State or whatever? Is that a college? Oh, uh, Wichita State, always, yeah. They, they always, always have, have seniors. Yeah, and same thing with Gonzaga, too. So they only got one like one big freshman, that Rui Hachimura kid. He's a stud. With college basketball, though, well, any college sport, it's, it's how you recruit, too. Um all those big schools that get back into it every year, it's because they, they do the best at recruiting and people are like, oh, they're the best school, so I want to go play for them because I know I have something to play for in, in March. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was talking to Mike like a couple weeks ago. He was talking about the G League doing that thing or whatever the D League it is how, now. How top prospects can either choose to sign with a, a D League team or go to college, right? Yeah, yeah. The the elite players, which I still don't know what the hell that so even is. So is elite like top twenty five, top fifty, they, top they don't even know. They have no idea, which is crazy. So you got these. They're quote, trying to stop the guys. one and dones, right? For yeah, the, basically, the but it's not going to do okay. anything when yeah. you go to the D League or G League, whatever the heck it's called now. And, and they'll be making money, right? So I mean, a hundred grand, they said. Yeah, so they're gonna be like, all right, no college. I'm gonna go here and make money. You know, it's it's better off. Yeah, but would you go play for the San Antonio Washers or for the Duke Blue Devils that are on primetime television? Yeah, that's true. You get more. You get more more television time, and you get more looks. So I I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. Why are you? Why would you give up free sneakers, free meals? You get to be a celebrity for a full year. People run up to you. You pro- people probably doing your work. Yep. To go in four star hotels, get to play on Facebook Live once in a while. When, like you said, you could play for Coach K, Coach Calipari, all like all the other big guys, Kansas, all of them, North Carolina, and what a hundred thousand? That's nothing. Yeah, that's true. They can they could play two years and then and then get. So I mean. Yeah, it makes it makes sense to want to play because he's a legendary head coach. Yeah, so you're gonna go from Coach K to playing with somebody that probably doesn't coach as good as him and isn't as passionate about the game as him. So yeah, I I definitely agree with you. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's a wild thing too. Like when you talk about that specifically, like you're going to play professional ball, and then what happens with the draft? Like they still haven't talked about that because you're technically playing for a professional teams minor league team if it's like baseball you're in their system and a lot how do you go back into the draft and get drafted by somebody else and i even saw like so there's only so many g league teams so players will be affiliated with the lakers warriors and phoenix suns all on one team yeah so how do how is like if that's my player yeah who decides who's who's on who's on team whose team is that on or who develops him what team does that and who team, who gets first pick or last pick? Yeah. So that's crazy. But back to how hard it is to win a championship. We're gonna wrap it up because we have one more other opening segment. It hurt my heart. I always like to talk about it when we talk about repeating championships. The Seahawks. They were a play away 
And I think football, like we talked about, football is probably the hardest to repeat. That that was hurt. That hurt. Yeah. Watching watching Tom Brady win another Super Bowl, that, that gets on my nerves. But, it's always brutal. But it's like um, people always come up with like conspiracy theories about crazy stuff. Because you know how that year Marshawn Lynch was like, oh, y'all know why I'm here. You know, I'm just I'm just here because I'll get fined. So it's like if they give Marshawn Lynch the ball at the one yard line, he scores. It's a very high chance that he's going to win Super Bowl MVP. Is he going to is he going to sit around after the game and talk to the media about why he won? So Pete Carroll snubs him because he doesn't want to do. That's a deep conspiracy. That's right? crazy. That's a real deep. That's pretty one. wild. That's, That's real deep. Wild. But the NFL is a real wild league, though, like. But I don't know. That's, that's just that's just the wrong play at the wrong time. He had confidence in the wrong play and the wrong players, and it just went bad. But to wrap the championship, mm. me and Ant were texting the other day, and we felt like we – I don't know if people talk about this. The Green Bay Packers went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers and have two championships, two championships to show for it. What does that say about Green Bay – as a franchise it says a lot um i think i think aaron Rodgers has only had a a top 10 defense twice in his career and one of those seasons he won he won a super bowl so it seems as though they're they're not building enough around these guys um they're just giving them the all their money and then everything else lacks but i mean they deserve it especially Rodgers. Because Rodgers is more talented than Favre, I think. But statistically, Favre is, is... So why do they only have two, though? Is that so that the franchise doesn't know how to throw the pieces together? Essentially, well, when you talk about Green Bay, they always do, like, in-house. So they don't really get free agents or anything like that. Exactly. Nobody really goes there. It's a little different. I mean, it's here's a little different scenario. You got Peyton Manning, who won with the Indianapolis Colts. When he had a, a defense, he won. Now they have Andrew Luck. They haven't had a defense. They haven't had an offensive line. It's kind of the same situation. This year they have a defense. Now they're playing pretty damn good. Also, um, Peyton Manning won with the Broncos, number one defense. Yep. And he was the oldest quarterback to win a Super Bowl, not even really basically just managing the game because Von Miller had, what, that strip sack touchdown? Yeah, yeah. So – it's it'll always it'll always be there. Defense wins championships no matter what. Yeah, no much. matter what. That's what you have to build to win a championship. Even when you have Peyton Manning. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, Tom Brady essentially the same thing. I mean, when he has a good defense, they win. Uh, you look when uh, Brewski and those guys were on Ty the Law. team. Ty Law. Seymour. They were all had really like stud defenses. Harrison. They went back because their defense. He's good. Be, He's great. But yeah. And to go back on the Patriots' defense being so good and our first opening segment was how hard it is to repeat, I think that those Patriots' defenses were the last team to repeat, right? Isn't yes. isn't that what you looked up at? Yeah. 03, 04, 04-05, they beat uh, St. Louis and then Philly. I mean, they had – a dominating dominating defense and they had one of the best kickers of all time. They did get lucky with with the tuck rule and Charles Woodson and and shit, but yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. 
Um, that was that I was actually going to mention that in the Green Bay Packers, how you said free agency. That was like one of the last big splashes we made in free agency was over 10 years ago when we actually brought Charles Woodson in and we won a Super Bowl with him. Yeah. And that's like now we don't we don't do it at all. Yeah, I don't remember the last big player they got. I mean, they got like even their players now. You're talking about the big guys. You're talking about uh, what is it, Adam Jones drafted. Uh, Devontae Parker. I mean, uh, Devontae, Devontae Adams, Adams drafted. Aaron Jones. That's it. You know, even uh, Clinton Dix, who just left drafted. to go to the Redskins, drafted. So we bring in like like old vets. Like I remember we brought in Julius Peppers. Mm-hmm. That was actually a good a good idea. Like he was he's he was playing insane. Like he's and still, he's still in the league. Yeah, and he's still playing good. Um, we brought in Jimmy Graham. Wilkerson, a yeah, bunch that's of players. Probably the biggest one right there is Jimmy Graham, and he's kind of like a shell of himself. He's since been New hurt. Orleans. Yeah, he's that been too. hurt. And all of, I feel like the free agents we do sign, they they get hurt. I, I don't know if it's something with the the training staff or what, but they a lot of they get they have so many injuries every single year. It's I'm surprised they haven't broken a record for that. So, to wrap up our opening two segments, how hard is it to win a championship? And Green Bay Packers get lucky. Who gets two franchise quarterbacks back-to-back? And for 20 years, you have franchise quarterbacks and you have two championships. But to move on, Major League Baseball. This is going to be quick this week. There wasn't a lot of noise. I want to run off some real quick things before we get into the big thing, the big one power signing that, well, it was a trade, actually. Billy Hamilton signs to the Royals. Andrew McCutcheon signs a three-year, $50 million deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. I don't know. The Phillies said they were going to be reckless. It's not reckless, but it wasn't the greatest move in my opinion. And Blue Jays release shortstop Troy Tulowinski. So let's get right into it. Paulie Goldschmidt, one of the best baseball players in the National League, probably the best baseball player consistently in the last three or four seasons was traded to the St. Louis Cardinals for first, well for Carson Kelly, Luke Weaver, Andy Young, and some draft picks. I wrote down in the notes, Paul Goldsmith was traded for peanuts. No Cracker Jacks. Now, and, and PJ, have you heard of any of these people that he was traded for? No. Not a clue. I have not. That's not my department, though. I have no idea about But baseball. I have heard of, of Goldschmidt, and he is a, a really solid baseball player. But if you're going to trade the best player in the National League consistently, shouldn't so, so, we know somebody? Yeah, I guess so. So I don't know what Arizona was doing. They're They're completely selling the team. So Cardinals get another one. Last summer or the summer before they signed, Marcel Ozuno. They fired Mike Matheny last year. The Cardinals have 12 World Series championships next to the Yankees with their 27. So the Cardinals are chasing that championship really hard. I I don't know. I don't know. Is that power move or not? Power move. Um, When was the last superstar they had? Was it was it Pujols? Yeah, probably Pujols. Did they win a Did they win a chip with him? Yeah, they won. I think they won one or two with him. Yeah. So, I mean, and that was a, a pretty decent time ago. 
right? Very like he's been with the Angels for a while, so I mean, it's a power move. Ten years, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so we'll, we should see the Cardinals this year. That division with the Cardinals, Pirates, Cubs. I don't. What's the other team? I don't even know. But that division should be pretty um competitive this year with the Cubs. The Cubs are probably trying to make a move in the off season. I heard Bryce Harper maybe was going to Chicago. But I keep hearing that Manny Machado and Bryce Harper, the White Sox. I heard the Phillies, though, too. And I, I seen haven't a thing. heard that name in a very long time, the White Sox. Yeah, they had the money. Uh, I seen a thing earlier about uh, the Phillies getting some kid from the Marlins. Um, JT, the catcher, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're trying to put a trade together. The, there's, um, there's like 10 teams that the Marlins have talked to. The Mets... They've talked to the Yankees. The Yankees were talking about being like in a three-team trade. Phillies, a bunch of teams have been in the works talking about that kid. He's a catcher. Had his career year, career season last year. He had 27 home runs, I think. High three, top five, two hundreds average. But it was it was kind of quiet this month, this week in baseball. Yeah, it was. I didn't really see anything significant. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like the Cardinals, they made a they made a power move. In our in our next topic, we're gonna get into some uh, UFC and boxing. Um, the results from UFC two thirty one Halloway and Ortega. I mean, that's another reason why we got PJ here today. I mean, did you watch the card, Ant? I didn't. I did not. I did watch the whole card. It was it was a good. Good lineup, good good set of fights. How you feel? Yeah, it was solid. It was really solid. Even from the opener, um, you had uh, Tiago Santos and Jimmy Manawa throwing down. That was one for like the casual fans. Was that, that the guy with see. the hammer on the chest? Yeah, oh, that was a good fight. Yeah. Good fight. They were banging. Yeah, the first round, I feel like heavy e- hands. Either All one of them could have won. Yeah, they were like dinging each other, dropping each other, and then in the second round, uh. Tiago Santos put him away, knocked him out. That was crazy. The whole thing was crazy. What was the fight after that? What was the second fight? You remember the second um, fight? The second fight was... Oh, um... We can probably pull uh, up the card. It was uh, Alex Cowboy Oliver versus uh, Gunnar Nelson. Um, Gunnar, he's a kid that used to train with Connor at SBG. Um, he had John Cavanaugh in his corner. He's pretty good on the ground, and then Alex Cowboy is just a, a scrappy kid. Um, he wound up freaking finishing with an elbow from the top. Uh, I seen a picture today. Uh, was that was the leaking. fight? That was the fight where the guy had the hole in his forehead? Yeah. He oh, had, that was insane. He had to get 29 stitches. It was like a cross in the middle of his forehead of stitches. It was pretty wild. They showed a picture of it today. So who won out of Halloway and Ortega? Holloway won. He wound up finishing him in the fourth round. He actually called it, too. Wow. He walked up to Joe Rogan in the announcer booth and said, this is it. He didn't get the finish in the fourth, but they didn't make it to a fifth. Yeah. They stopped it in between rounds. It was Dr. Stoppage. So that was Ortega's first loss. Yeah. First loss. Yeah. 13-0. Yes. Yeah. And the fight that a lot of people were excited to watch were the females. 
I don't know their name. You're going to have to say the names. Uh, it's Joanna Yanjacek and Valentina Shevchenko. Um, Shevchenko was coming down from 145 pounds. She actually challenged Amanda Nunes, the champion, who's about to fight uh, at the end of the month at uh, UFC 232. She's fighting Cyborg. Yeah, yeah. And she's, she's moving up for that fight. But Valentina took her five rounds. That was actually a really controversial fight. Um, a lot of people think that Valentina won. And then you have Joanna, who's a former 115-pound champion. She uh, was moving up this time to Is that why she looks so thin? So small? Yeah, she is really small. She actually looked really good. If you ever see her like cut down to 115 pounds, she looks like like she's on drugs. So is that just how big that the other girl was? No, it's just her natural weight class. She was actually fighting up when she was fighting at 135 pounds. So it's kind of like natural for Valentina. A little bit natural for Joanna, but she's just small. Yeah, I mean, I thought that might have been... I mean, that wasn't the best fight of the night, but that fight was much closer than people made it seem. Oh, yeah. Like we talked about yeah, the other yeah. day. A lot of people had it. Like, I was listening to a bunch of the MMA, MMA podcasts today, and a lot of, like, uh, the journalists and stuff like that were saying it was five rounds and nothing. I actually thought it was way closer than that. Like, me and my dad were watching, and I was talking to him. And it to me, it was like 3-2. For the finish, I thought it was like three rounds to two for Valentina. And I thought going into the fifth round, it might have been tied at one point. So I would say it was closer, but I thought I just felt the one, the blonde. The yeah, blonde, Valentina. She had she just looked like she was overbearing too strong. Yeah, she was. Really and every strong. time they got on the fence and the and the it's the one the one was just surviving, I feel like. Yeah, but she's really good at getting up, though. Like, oh, I, yeah. I mean, it's the fourth, fifth round and. She's gassed, and she stands up in the last round. Yeah, she was getting up. She's got really, really, really good takedown defense. She's from Poland, right? Yeah, and yeah. the other girl is from Russia. Cold as hell. Well, like... Uh, One of those countries. Yeah, I don't, like... They're Russian. Something Chechnya they're, or something like that. Yeah. She probably got a... um a, Her approval rating went up with Vladimir Putin. After yeah, that some president called her. I seen probably that today. Putin. I seen something today about it that some president of, like, her country called her on the phone and congratulated her. That's like Putin met um, Khabib after he beat Connor. They met face-to-face, met his dad, took his hand. Yeah. Khabib's good in Russia. Yeah. He definitely is. Um, John Jones just got granted his license by the CSAC to compete at UFC 232. It says that he will have to participate in additional drug testing. Yeah, I saw that too the, a little bit earlier today that they were doing that. He had his hearing, and they want him to because uh, the UFC uses USADA, so they wanted to to add the additional thing is uh, VADA. It's like that uh, other organization that boxing uses. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing though. Like they use the same exact buildings, the same exact testing, all that stuff. So I think it's kind of just like a ploy for the media to feel safe, I guess, about it. You excited to watch him fight again? Heck yeah, I can't wait. I'm gonna be there live, live from low. that card is gonna be a that card's crazy. Yeah, that might be one of the best UFC cards in recent history. Oh uh, yeah, it's gonna be crazy. But they do that every year. I mean, every year, um, the New Year's Eve card is is always stacked. But this year is kind of wild. I mean, you got one of the greatest featherweight, I mean, well, featherweight women's fights ever. I mean, you're talking about a champion, Amanda Nunes, who knocked out Ronda Rousey, made it look easy. Um, beat Valentina, Valentina, who just won. Um, fought Holly Holm, beat her, a whole bunch. And then you got Cyborg, who's been unstoppable for the last twelve years. Just her name 
tells yeah. it all. Like, yeah, a, a female named Cyborg. Right. Who's fucking with that? I'm excited to watch John Jones. I gotta, I gotta watch it. Yeah. Quick question for both of you guys. Me and Derek talked about this on podcast before, and he was kind of slandering my guy's name. Is Don Jones the goat, or did he relinquish that with all his fullest antics? Go ahead. They say when you when you do drugs, that shit like weighs heavy on your career and stuff like that, and you get caught doing certain things and PEDs, and and people don't make it into their respective Hall of Fames because of that stuff. So I feel like. He kind of did. He kind of did slander himself, but maybe if he, if he, you know, he's clean and pass all his tests, and and stays and stays clean and and keeps fighting and winning, then then he can build himself back up. If he redeems himself, yes, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if John's the greatest. I think he's one of the greatest. I mean, to me personally, Anderson is the greatest and will always be to me. That's just my guy. But Jones is second nonetheless, but I just think it's a matter of winning. Like, winning heals everything. It's kind of just like... We'll forget. Yeah, Sort man. memories. Everything, yeah. We forget about what we did last night and ate so quickly. Yeah, with Twitter, It'll be Instagram, all okay. Facebook. People forget, man. When you win and you win and you win, you're so good. You get all that attention. Of course, it's like blown up. You know what I mean? But, but I feel like when it's something negative, people are always like, but... He did this, yeah. but he did that. So it's like he has to he has to do so much more positive things in his life to to eliminate the the negative that yeah. he's went through. Yeah, that too, and that too. I mean, it's it's so hard. I mean, like for this one, they still don't know what it was. Um, like a lot of people were talking about, like Joe Rogan were talking about that it was like he was partying the week before, Didn't and he s- was he was doing coke again, and they cut coke with like creatine. And like a lot of swear to God, swear to God. And and a lot of people that like make creatine in like China, they get like this low budget stuff and they're making all this stuff in these drums and it gets like steroids into the into the creatine, even though it's not supposed to be in there. But didn't and they say they they found out that he was not cheating on purpose or yeah, something, something yeah, funny like yeah, that? That was yeah. the statement it they was, made, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he he always said it. He said it so many times that it was like throwing a pinch of salt in a in a swimming pool. Like that's how much was in the system. But Joe Rogan, like last year, was talking about it and that it was possible that he had heard that it was cocaine that was cut with some creatine that had this minuscule amount. So it wasn't his fault that he had Yeah, I mean, he system. passed all his tests up into it. I mean, well, yeah, technically, I mean, when you're doing coke, it's still your fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of similar to um when Canelo said that. With he, the meat. He said he only failed his drug test because they got cheap. Beef, taco beef or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but that's true. Well, I mean, he, I don't know about him. He's probably wilding out because. He was probably doing steroids. He didn't even get suspended for that. But, like, a lot of people, like, that's a common thing. Like, a lot of people, that's why I said with USADA, like, I follow the sport so much. A lot of people get popped with that stuff often. Like, Mexican fighters get hit with the beef being messed up. So, like, a lot of people over there have to watch what they eat. So, you really think that he got, he was eating some, some, like, tainted meat or whatever? Canelo? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know about him. That's, that's, That's great. I don't know. I don't know. To rap on UFC and boxing, since um, we didn't really talk boxing, but when we said Canelo, it made me think of Oscar De La Hoya and Dana White had some choice words for each oh, other. Oh, yeah, they're snapping Dana White other. called 
the Oscar De La Hoya cokehead. Yeah. And what he did with the Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz fight was disgusting. Yeah, it was, though. And he doesn't care about fighters. And they should have never fought. Yeah, um, De La Hoya came out today and, like, said something about it again, basically saying that, like, his Golden Boy MMA promotion is here to stay and that he's going to rival Dana White as a promoter and all this other stuff. I can see that, though. No matter how big the UFC is. Oh, there's always Oscar room. De La, Oscar De La Hoya, if people don't want to admit it, Oscar De La Hoya made Floyd Mayweather money Mayweather. Yeah, there's always room. There's there's too many fighters. There's always room now with like uh That was Mayweather's big fight, right? Where he won and that's yeah. where his name just That's where he made his most money. Yeah. He went from pretty boy Floyd that night to Money Mayweather yeah. after that fight. And people don't know that. And a lot of people try to give Oscar De La Hoya zero credit for that. But Oscar De La Hoya was the real money maker in boxing before Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Yeah. Now you have free agency too, so he'll he'll be going after other guys. The only thing I don't like about it is like he was talking about that the fighters don't get paid big money and all this stuff. And then if you look at the numbers from his pay per view with Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz, that they, they were the only ones making the money. Those two guys, the rest of the guys that were on there, they had like former like UFC fighters on there, and none of them made even what they made in the UFC. So. You want to talk about paying the fighters, you got to pay them all, not just two of them. Yeah, definitely. They're they're out there doing the same shit. Right. So do you think it's easier to go from UFC to boxing or boxing to UFC? It's easier for boxers to go to the UFC to be honest with you. Um it's a different it's a different type of boxing. Like MMA boxing is different from regular boxing. So you think it's easier for boxers or UFC guys? Yeah, a boxer could transition, definitely. I mean, when you look at it, you, there's only one time it's happened really with like James Tony, straight out like big time people. But that was terrible. But was you nasty. look at Holly Holm. Holly Holm was a world champion boxer. She won the belt, knocked out Ronda Rousey. So it's clear, you know what I mean. Quick question to wrap to wrap this because I said we were just gonna wrap it. But last question on this: How do you feel? Well, this ant answer this too. How do you feel about the zone? Do you think the zone is a good thing or a bad thing? Do you think that is the pay-per-view killer? I hope so, to be honest with you. I don't I'm not trying to pay $65 for a damn pay-per-view every time. I mean, every month when I could pay $10 and get every fight, that's that's it's I pretty good. I think it's innovative. Um it people aren't spending a whole whole bunch of money on it, so I mean People try to save money any way they can nowadays. Yeah. So if that's what it's going to take, then that's what it's going to take. People are going to go for it. Yeah. They see a, a a cheaper a cheaper route to watch a sport they love. It it just might kill it. It's pretty clear. I mean, you look at WWE. You look at uh, they're not the zone's not even the first one. Like, um, well, that's just like because with the Canelo deal and yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you think more fighters are going to follow suit with him than? Well, follow suit with that. Like, how does that work with him and De La Hoya now? Like, is De La Hoya out of the picture? No, they just get that 300 and something million dollars. That's it. Like, he gets paid that, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, but, like, De La Hoya was part of that deal. Like, he's Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm, I would assume so. There's, there's something on the back end, definitely. So this is better for the fighters, I feel like, because now the fighters can cut out the middleman. Essentially, go yeah. Go straight to the streaming service yeah. and say... 
I'm that guy. Yeah. Pay me 500 million for the next, for my career. Mm-hmm. And we can go from there. Yeah, basically. In a sense. So I think that probably, and what would definitely kill the pay-per-view is if boxing would do, or the zone, does, does the zone do ultimate fighting too? They don't yeah. Do. The zone has Bellator. They have a whole bunch of stuff that like, they're trying to get into baseball. Actually. I meant to tell you about that like a couple weeks ago, but they have like kickboxing. They have, um, a whole bunch of stuff, dude, like regular Muay Thai. They have like jujitsu. They have like all kind of combat sports. And it would definitely kill pay-per-view if I pay $10 a month and those those fights are in the log. So I can go back like WWE Network and yeah. say, oh, did you see that Wildner fight? Let's yeah. go let's go break that down right now. Pull up my app, stream it to my TV. Yeah. And Showtime can't do that. Yeah. HBO's not doing that. No. And the UFC is about to... uh in, in January on the 19th, they kick off their stuff with ESPN. So they're moving to like ESPN plus. So in the zone, it has all the fights in full on it after like, I'm not sure about uh, that. I don't I have the app. Yeah. I was just but saying, I would assume, they did that. If I would assume that. so that you could like rewatch it the next that's, day. That's dope. Especially if you didn't get time to watch it when it actually happened. Yeah. I mean, I know like UFC has fight pass. And they like once you buy a pay per view on there because you can buy the pay per view on there too. I think it's cheaper. Um, you can go back and watch the fights and even like past fights. You can watch every single one of them. Oh shit! I like that. Go ahead, bro. Oh uh, yeah, I'm just saying. So it's not. Lo- it's looking dark for HBO. Showtime. HBO stopped boxing this weekend. Their last fight was I Saturday. Saw, was that because I thought the the announcer, what's his name? Larry Merchant. They brought he him retired. Back. He did. So they're done boxing HBO. Yeah, they brought him back for the last HBO boxing card ever. So Showtime is the only Showtime is the only one. That's even worse. So that shows that pay per view is down. Yeah, and the big dogs are closing stop, and the new guys are here, just like every in other industry. Yeah, I mean you only got. Two, three players at pay-per-view for boxing. What? Joshua, Wilder, and Fury. That's it. You're talking about Lomachenko is like the pound-for-pound best. He's on ESPN. Yeah. Didn't he just fight? Yeah, on Saturday. He won, right, in the the 11th round? No, he actually had like a flurry in 11th, but it went the distance. Okay, yeah. That's what I've seen. I thought he won it. He he won it in the 11th. Yeah. Okay, so... Rapping UFC, a little bit of boxing. We're going to real, be real brief. College football. First off, I just want to say congratulations. Oklahoma quarterback, Kyler Murray. For all my football guys out there, I'm going to take a little jab at you. A baseball player won the Heisman Trophy. How you feel about that? I know they're sick because they're like, damn, a baseball player just came in my league, my specialty, and won my trophy. I know, I know they're upset, but hey, he deserved it. He won his conference championship. He they only lost one game. Um, he played he played out of his mind. They're in the they're, in, they're in the playoffs. Yeah. And they got a chance to to play Alabama. Show them, you know, we're here. We can compete with the big dogs. Yeah, their offense is crazy, but they don't play a lick of defense. It's scary. I was watching some of the plays from him, and they had him running around in circles. That shit's cute in college. That's not going to work at the next level. I can't watch you run around in circles and run back, forth, left, right. 
because everyone in the NFL runs sub 540s. Like the linemen are just are they're not just as fast as you. They're just as fast. But but yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're just as fast. They're just as fast. So once you do that first little loop in the NFL, you're gonna get smacked. To talk about that real brief, Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick warned you. Yeah. He said be safe out there. But I did see the Ravens said that he should be fine. Yeah, I think so too. And they said that Joe Flacco might not even fit into the to the game plan this week. Well, so he's coming back then. He's he's healthy now? Or has he been healthy? I don't know what happened, to be honest with you. I just know he went out. They were in that game. And then RG3 came in and threw a pick. Yeah. Vintage RG3. That, that ended Lamar Jackson's um, undefeated streak as yeah. a NFL starter. But real quick, college football playoff. That starts coming soon. Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma. We'll touch into that. And last thing on college football. And then we're going to get right into that college basketball We'll be ending with the NFL. So if you don't want to hear of this college basketball or football or any of this, in the description, we're going to write, I'll write in there what time slots, what topics. So if you're here just to hear my man talk college basketball, you can go right to that. If you're here to tell you me to hear that Paulie Goldsmith got the Arizona Diamondbacks gave him away for free, you can go to that part. But how do you guys feel about the college football playoff? Do we need more teams? Less teams. Is it good, bad, and where does the bowls fit into play anymore? Are they pointless? I feel like recently they um they have been pointless. I love bowl season. I love watching teams that don't normally play each other go head to head. Like um you get you get Texas and Georgia, an SEC versus Big Twelve. You even get that in the college football playoff. I love bowl season, but People are like, oh, I'm going to get ready for the NFL, so I'm just going to not be with my team and prepare for that. I think it's a little bit of a distraction, but, I mean, they want to they wanna save themselves for their NFL career. Yeah. I used to, as a kid growing up, I used to like it because it, it used to be all of them meant something. You had the Orange Bowl, the Rose Bowl, all that. They all meant something to, to you know what I mean? Now it's a little bit different. I think that what you were talking about, about having more teams, I think it should be six. Yeah. I feel like every year there's six teams that it's not even debatable that there's just six teams that should be there. And then about the about bowls not meaning that much, I mean, you got Will Greer. Ever since Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette said that they weren't playing in the bowl, it's just been a thing that's happened every single year. But 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 the bowls, yeah, like Ant said, it's a it's a new trend since those guys have done it. Yeah. But it makes like, but isn't that just a consolation game at that point? Like yeah, we're just I mean, out. Like who plays in the Senior Bowl if you're getting drafted? Who's out there playing their hearts out in All Star games? Nobody. That's why Will Greer this year isn't playing because they're playing in some bowl that's the Whitewasher Bowl, the the Pinstripe Bowl, the Chick Fil A Bowl. Yeah. And like you said. The playoff tarnished the 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 prestige yeah. of the Orange Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, yeah. these those auras that were around them. Where, where's what's the one bowl that's always in the Coliseum? The Rose Bowl. Yeah, the Rose Bowl was this like it's still big, but I mean it's not it's not what it was. It's only it's only big when it's part of the college football playoff. Yeah, they would um when they didn't have it, they would pick one one of the four bowl games every year. And that would be the national championship. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, I think the college football playoff does take a lot from it. 
Um, but some players don't even don't even finish out their season like halfway through, like Bosa or whatever. I know mm-hmm. he got hurt, but he was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna save myself and and get healthy for for my draft to to my draft stock doesn't go down. I I I hate it. I hate that they they quit on their teams, but I I kind of understand why. So, like I said, how do you guys feel, listeners? Tell us how you feel about bowl season, college playoffs. Should they end the bowls? Should players play? Because I know people who who would play no matter what, right? It's like the Brill Preppers. Two two he when he played for Michigan, he played in the bowl game and they played in a mean in a in a meaningless game. And I remember him tweeting out something about he'll always be here for his team and he's always there. So I do like both sides. I feel like it makes sense, but it's also cool that you go out there with your fucking team and, and finish the season. Like you've been there. Yeah. Um somebody was talking about I don't know on what radio show, but they brought up a, a good point about again specifically Will Greer this year is in that in this uh now that he's not gonna be playing, like now this the backup and the backup get this time with their team to play in a big game. You know what I mean? For ready for next year. Right. And you, you've been with this team for what? 12 games, you might as well just play one more, go out there and battle with your brothers, and then get ready. You have so much time. Or, you know, have um, have have you play, like, the first half or whatever and then let them take your over. other players, your backups or whatever, get a chance to show what they can do for the next season. Yeah, that too. But we're going to wrap up uh, college football and the college football playoff we're gonna get into some college basketball. Um, you're real big. You're real big on college basketball, right? Yeah, I love it. It's my it's my time of year, man. I don't do anything but watch college basketball right now. So if you had to, I mean, how how far are we on the season? About ten games. About said? ten games. Yeah, everybody's coming up on the, like their tenth game. So about ten games through. Do you think sleepers who have people not been who they who you thought they were gonna be and well, well, let's just start right here. Is how you feel about Zion Williamson? He is the biggest name in college basketball. I got to take a little bit of bias out because I am a Dookie. Um, but he's something we just never seen before. I mean, it's literally, I can't even say it's LeBron because he's bigger than LeBron. And LeBron didn't even play in college. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. You can't even say that. Um, to be honest with you, I was telling somebody a couple days ago that. It's the biggest phenomenon I've seen since Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant was big, but he's bigger. Yeah. Is he the best player on the Blue Devils? No. R.J. Barrett's the best player. He's the best finisher at the rim. He's he's unbelievable, dude. He's like James Harden at the rim. He's left-handed. He There's something magical about him, the basketball, and the rim. He gets in there, and he just – it always seems like he's just throwing a damn thing up. And it goes in no matter where he's at. It's 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 crazy. You always need those guys, those physical basketball players, especially the the smaller ones, because that helps. That gives them an edge. He's not even small. He's oh, he's, he's the same size. Yeah, he's just as, skinnier. As Williamson. Yeah, he's, he's just skinnier. Yeah, same height. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So since we talked about Duke, now we can get into some unbiased. Real opinions, not mm. no Duke bullshit. I won't. I won't be biased at <laughs> nah, all. I'll tell nah, you. Nah, but if you know, let any listeners know, I'm not. I'm not a Duke fan at all. Nope. 
So if you had to pick a sleeper team, someone who you think would come out of the blue, first team that pops up. Nevada. Um, they got the Martin brothers, uh, the twins. Uh, they went deep into the into the tournament last year. They're a pretty good team. Um, the second one, I would say, which is starting to not be so much of a sleeper, but I'm going to say it. They're not the number one team in the country, but they should be. Um, Michigan, um, they just have a whole bunch of role players. It's uh, They're playing in, in Unreal, to be honest with you. They're a cross between Virginia's defense, which is always phenomenal, and a Michigan basketball team that's always able to score. I feel like Michigan college sports are always dominant. They haven't been. I mean, last yeah. year they made that run into the into the tournament, went to the national championship. They lost, obviously. But this year, it's just unreal. I mean, the way that they play with each other, it's, like I said, they don't even have one star. They might not have a player on the team that's going to go drafted. I know this is going to be left field, but I know, I remember you, you always complain about this one thing. And I think, I don't know if this is real or fake, but does college basketball have some type of point system this year for the bracket? No. Or or maybe that was something different. But do you think the rankings are bullshit half the time? Like, do you think the rankings reflect play most of the time? Or do you think powerhouses get some sort of love because what they did 10 years ago? Powerhouses get some sort of love. I mean, if you look at the rankings right now, you got who is it? Uh, Kansas is number one. They really didn't do anything this last week. Um, Michigan, like I said, is undefeated. Uh, they're ten and zero. They're ranked number five. Uh, Gonzaga just lost this weekend to Tennessee, which is a stud team. They got Grant Williams and um, the one kid Schofield. He had like thirty something in the game. Uh, but Michigan, sh- to be honest, like I said, Michigan should be number one this week just based off on what they did. I mean, they literally blew out Nova. They're they're not in close games, like not one single close game. It's it's unfair right now the way that they're playing. And Nova's been a really good team lately. The right? last couple yeah. of years, but they've also lost a lot, a lot of players, of people, yeah. man. Um, you're talking about last year with like Spellman and um and the kid Divincenzo who left early, um, and they don't have too much back. Uh, the only pl- returning player from that national championship team, I think, is Phil Booth, and he's. Just and an that's average what, two player. Two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So he's still playing. He hasn't even tried to go to the NBA. Yeah. Wow. Usually they they get what they want and then they just get get right out. I guess he yeah. doesn't have have too much to play for in the NBA or his his draft stock isn't high enough. Nova's also not known for having like the blue chip players either. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like the a, a recruit based team. And they're like a stay with the team a few years type yeah, of guys too. Yeah, they're you not have one a lot of veterans on them on that team. And you did bring up Tennessee. Memphis basketball. Penny Hardaway's the head coach. And he's gonna face Tennessee this week. Yeah. Is that gonna be tough for him? Blowout? Memphis? At- probably not. I I'm well on the side of Tennessee blowing Memphis out. Yeah. Uh prob- probably, most yeah. likely. Yeah. They're a really really good team. They've been good since the beginning of the year. They only lost one time. I think it was to uh Virginia in uh Feast Week like a, th- a Thanksgiving game, I believe. Um and that was a close game. Um and everybody else they've been playing, they've been playing them pretty well, so 
I would assume that they would probably take down Memphis. Didn't didn't Kansas lose to Duke already? Didn't Kentucky lost to Duke oh, in the Kentucky. opener. Okay. Yeah, they got blown out. I'm all um, messed up. I'm gonna say it because I love it. Um, but this is the second year in a row Kentucky's been knocked out of the top 25, so we can clap it up. Do you agree with Kansas being number one? No, not at all. I just said that. I think that Michigan should be number oh, yeah, one. Yeah. I don't, and I like, like I said, I'm a Duke fan, and I don't think Duke should be number one. I Has truly Kansas believe Kansas year? hasn't lost, but they hasn't. just lost um, one of their big men, uh, Azubuki. Uh, he's out indefinitely, and that's a that's a huge hit. So yeah. I would assume and foresee a loss coming very soon. And then Michigan will probably take over as the number one team. I doubt it. I think that Duke, it just goes that way. I mean, like I said, they, they favor powerhouses. Yeah. So Duke is right there. You got Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee jumped Michigan just by beating Gonzaga. Tennessee was seven when they beat Gonzaga. Gonzaga was the number one team. Michigan was six. They jumped Michigan and Virginia. Like if North Carolina do something crazy, like beat somebody real good, they'll probably get real, they jump up. Yeah. real high because that they're really yeah. popular yep. in that sport. Yep. And with that, doesn't that affect the March Madness bracket so much? Because we what we see as upsets aren't upsets. They're just teams playing what they've been playing like all season. So like it's the upset like over exaggerated in the March Madness brackets because they get it wrong. A little bit, yeah. I mean, a couple years, uh, even last year, Kentucky, I believe, got like a fifth seed in the tournament. They shouldn't have been that high. And Virginia was been number like one. 12. Virginia was that good, though, okay. last year. So they that just, was just funny. some food crazy upset. stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's March. Um, but it happens all the time. I mean, you got Loyola Chicago last year who was like 11th. They, they were ranked 11th. Oh, okay. I thought I I knew they were ranked really low. I forget who they beat. Yeah, them, but they and they were a really, good. really, really good team. Like, really good team last year. They should have been beat? higher. Um, they went all the way to like the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight last year. Um, they matter of fact, they beat Nevada to oh. to move on, and then they played this year earlier in the year, and Nevada whooped them. They got revenge on. Yeah, them. pretty much. Game. Yeah, they had to. They had to make that. Yeah, when you ain't got that madness in March, it's it's a different it's a thing, different man. Story, yeah. I was gonna ask you um national championship on um, prediction, but I think ten games. It's not enough. It's too early. To, I mean, Way if it started early. right now, I would say Michigan, to be honest with you. Um, I do like this Duke team. It's it's wild. Um, the is this team better than last year? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, Trey Jones is literally the epitome of point guard. It's, it's Trey Jones' brother. Tyus is in the Tyus. NBA, yeah. yeah. Um, he's just unreal. Um, he's literally the heart and soul of the team, to be honest with you. And then you have, like, returning players like Jack White and Marquise Bolden and Javin Deloria, who are just key role players. But if if, if they don't have Trey, they don't do anything. He's literally going to win. The, he's He's got that clutch gene just like Tyus. He just does. So without him, I don't see them going too far. I don't I don't feel like it's too early to pick a, a national champion. Um, people, people do it early season all the time. They do, like, preseason. Like, yeah. oh, who's going to win it? Yeah. Like, in the NBA, and that's a longer season. So I feel like it's not too early for college basketball. So who you got, Ant? Or you, you, you can't say that yet? I can't say yet. I got to I got to get I got to get into it a little bit. But I hope I hope Texas uh gets in the it gets in the uh They're actually the pretty good. They're yeah. actually pretty good, dude. They t- they they uh they beat a couple good teams. They were in the tournament with and during feast week with I think Virginia uh and 
they played Tennessee. They won, right? They yeah. won a game. They, yeah, they, they played State? really good. Michigan State, matter of fact, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, they're really good, man. They got a guard that's solid. Yeah, I liked I liked uh, I've liked the Longhorns for a while. I liked their liked them in college football and basketball. I don't really follow them too much in basketball, but I get the alerts mm-hmm. to my phone when they play and stuff, so I keep track of it and hope they they win Shaka all their smart, games. Shaka smart, man. Yeah, I He's like good. I like Texas. He's good. So if for the casual basketball fan, right? Since well, this is gonna be the last thing we'll say. Give me a few teams, a few players, and whatever else you think someone needs to know this season. Like you can say a couple teams. Mm, teams. Player to watch right now who's not on like Zion Williamson level. Player to watch. Uh, Rui Hachimura from Gonzaga. Uh, the kid hadn't he didn't start playing basketball too. He's like 13 years old. Uh, he's from Japan. Uh, he's a stud. He literally single-handedly beat Duke um, when they played over Thanksgiving. Team, team to watch. Team to watch. Uh, teams to watch. I would probably say it depends on what you want to watch. Really, if you like that fast pace, I would say Duke automatically just because they're fast paced. Their transition is is second to none um but if you like to watch straight up basketball like vintage basketball i would say virginia they play the best defense in the country they score they got ty jerome kyle guy returning players um probably a lottery pick and deandre hunter is one of the best forwards in the country so that's a really really good team to watch yeah i was gonna ask like what's a good team to watch defensively like play real gritty defense yeah virginia tony bennett is is the best defensive minded coach in college basketball so um any last words on college basketball just for everybody who's listening this is pj jerry pagan whatever we're going whatever you guys want to call him it's 10 games in he'll be back 10 games after this yeah until then Any other words? Stop watching for like the next two weeks because there's no good games. Not, nothing good coming up? No, no so, it's a lot of their crap schedule right so now. So with that being said, if you're a college basketball crazy person, next topic, maybe you should go over and watch some NBA. I would say watch the replays. Oh, replays yeah, before the NBA. Yeah, get a couple NBA. games. Get, get some games. Some, get some, some film. games. Yeah, do, do your homework there. So we're going to run through the NBA news really quick because we're not that far into the season and we're already an hour in and we haven't even got to the hot topic where it's getting down and where it's going down in the NFL. LeBron James beats D Wade Lakers heat last night in D Wade's final game against LeBron James. I just want to say farewell. Dwayne Wade first ballot hall of famer. 100%. Yeah, guaranteed. He's. Uh... It came down to the final play where Wade had to shoot, uh, and it was contested by LeBron. And they were in, they were like out of bounds, like hugging each other, whatever, and laughing and shit. Like, I, I thought that was, that was special. I really, I really liked D Wade. He was, he was a very great basketball player. And I agree, he will be a Hall of Famer first ballot. Yeah, D Wade's, uh, fall down seven times, get back up eight. So. He's one of the best two guards ever. Uh, it's not even debatable. Yeah. He's top five. Yeah. Easily. Now, this week, there was no 50-point games. I'm honestly surprised. 
50 point games is a new 20 in the NBA. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think Paul George came the closest with 47. I think they won by only two points too. Like it's, it's so weird how you can score all those points and only win by so little. No defense. Yeah, the NBA, there's zero defense. To speak about no defense, the Bulls lost by 56 points, the worst loss in franchise history. I heard that they had to have a team meeting, and the Bulls players reported the head coach to, like, the players' union or some type of, um, what do they call it, HR department. Practice was too hard. Yeah, they were on some sucker shit. I want um, I want to see the contracts for these guys because if practice shit, I'll go practice hard. Yeah. If that's like if that's if that's like what you got to do every day. Yeah, they were complaining about three hour practices. Um, well, when you lose by fifty six points, you gotta step your game up. Yeah, uh, uh, the Lopez brother, which which one is it? Uh, Robin Lopez. Robin, he uh had to basically like round them up. So that they wouldn't, they were planning on not showing up to practice, like on some unprofessional shit. Um, and he had like the round them up and tell them like, yo, this is not the way to go about things. And then I guess they went to practice, but they're trying to pull it. That was the game after they fired their head coach too. Yeah. It's just like me and Dariq have said when we talked about the Jimmy Butler situation in Minnesota. Shit, there's more divas in the NBA than on WWE Raw. Like, yeah. I want to be traded. I'm unhappy. I'm sad. They didn't look. They didn't take enough pictures of me last night. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of Benedict Arnolds. But that's like the NBA and the NFL are the exact opposite of each other. In the NFL, the owners, own, they they have too much say. Yeah. And in the NBA, the players have too much say. Yeah. So, it's Chris Paul's fault. Why Chris Paul's fault? Because he's the players' union, like rep. Oh, he's the president. Yeah, yeah. I think he was. Yeah, yeah. and he's so, soft. So Paul George, what are you, what's going on? Last topic on the NBA. Me and Ant been texting all week about this guy. I was talking to PJ the other day about him, Luca. Luca Donk Doncic Doncic yeah. from the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. From the Dallas Mavericks, you can tell that he's been a professional before. Yeah, um, that step back is lethal. Don't don't <laughs> don't let him catch you because he will he will break your ankles with that. Yeah, he he's a uh, nineteen. He's been playing professional basketball since he's thirteen. Um, he literally is the slowest and sloppiest player I've probably ever seen from Europe. But it's his athleticism isn't crazy. The dirtiest. I've ever seen as well. Um, like f- European players, you automatically think of Ginobili, Parker, and he's nothing like them. But I feel score. like him and Dirk fit so well together. Though. A little bit, yeah, a little they bit. They play similar. A little bit, like. yeah. They're very crafty. I've seen him do the move earlier this year, where he like pump faked it behind someone's back, and they look the other way, and that just shows how how much of a vet he is. A lot of rookies, they're kept their they're trying to grab on, hold on to the season. I th- I think he came in first game ready to p- play professional basketball. Yeah, he was starting on his European team uh, when he was like 16. He was the MVP yeah. of the what, the EuroLeague last yeah, year? Or last one of those year. one of those leagues. Last year, the youngest player ever. And the Atlanta Hawks traded him 
for guard. Trey Young, right? Trey, yeah. What thoughts on Trey Young? I don't have too many thoughts because I don't really watch the NBA. It's too too crappy to me, yeah. to be honest. But there's from no what I've seen, yeah, there's it's no defense. Water, it's watered down. Yeah, and I like to see defense. Super teams. I like defense. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen like a couple of things from him. It looked like he's doing pretty good. But, I mean, he's on the Hawks team with who? I don't know another player. I, I don't either. I feel like, but Luca, he like, he makes up for things with the things that he lacks. Like he was talking about how he faked it behind someone's back. I feel like he has to do things like yeah, that to create stuff for himself because mm-hmm. he knows he lacks in some areas that other people just specialize in. Yeah, and they got other players. I mean, I know Dennis Smith is a stud over there in in Dallas. He's pretty good. North Carolina State, by the way. So, NBA news, Golden State Warriors in four. Next topic, the NFL. We're going to start off with the Thursday night game. Derrick Henry, what, what got into him? He saved a lot of – He and I saw a stat. He was a free agent in a lot of fantasy teams, in a lot of fantasy leagues. Yeah, he hasn't doing doing nothing really in fantasy. Yeah, he probably only carried the ball like – maybe like 15 times a game, and his stats weren't there. But Jacksonville has been beat up all season. So I'm not I'm not really surprised by a breakout game, but I'm kind of surprised that it was Henry scoring four TDs. 200-something yards. Yeah, too, right? 17 rushing attempts, 238 yards with four touchdowns. And he beat Chris Johnson's record. What, for the Titans record? Yeah. Okay, so I just want to say congratulations yeah, to my guy, that. Derrick Henry. He's a humongous running back. He's too big. I don't know how he made it 100 yards. I don't, I don't know what was going on over there. But shout out to that guy. Next topic, Eagles-Cowboys. We're getting right into it. Eagles-Cowboys, Amari Cooper, three touchdowns. I think the Cowboys only scored four t- Well, they only scored, what, f- three or four touchdowns? Because they had nine points in the first half, all field goals, and his three touchdowns, I think. That was it, right? Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't another one. Amari Cooper comes from Oakland. He comes in full effect. Is that because the Cowboys or... Derek Carr hasn't looked the same since they were going to go to the Super Bowl a couple years ago because they were going to go to the Super Bowl. Um, they had it all figured out, didn't they? Yeah, they, they were. Just... And then he hurt his back, and that was it. And he hasn't been the same, man. He just hasn't. Um, Amari Cooper is, I guess he's got to show why he, he got traded for a first-round pick, why the Cowboys gave it up because everyone was clowning it, and he's just proving everybody wrong right now. I like Amari Cooper, but... I'm not a I'm not big on Dallas. No, Dallas Cowboys <laughs> can go bye bye, but Amari is a stud. I mean, he's gonna ch- obviously, like you said, show why he got traded for a first round pick and show why he was a first round pick. And it's showing Philadelphia fans that the Cowboys got the better player, but you might have got the better deal. Yeah, really. So really, how, that's literally how what much it is. does that matter right now? Cowboys. Do the Cowboys win the division real quick, both of you guys? Probably. Yeah, we, we touched on this a couple weeks ago. 
I think the the Cowboys got the better player and the better deal. This man came out and scored three touchdowns. Basically, not all their points, but every time they got to the end zone, Amari Cooper was on the other end of it. So, and he scored the game winner. So, are we overreacting about the referees, or was it horrible? I thought it was bad. They were pretty bad. They were pretty bad. The fumble is the biggest thing to me. Yeah. Um, to open the game, that was just that was crazy. I don't know how you justify that possession in between his legs or whatever the heck they said. That that there, was that was pretty nuts. There were six Eagle players huddled around the ball, damn near in a, a huddle, but they didn't have the ball. And then I ha- I I took a screenshot of this thing. This guy he posted. All the plays. Jenkins, no fumble to open the game. No helmet to helmet call on. Gordok called back TD. Dallas, Dallas uh, got, got her. her. Yeah. Got her. Um, holding flag picked up to stop the clock for the Cowboys in the fourth. I don't know what the play with the with the helmet to helmet though was. Um I thought that was, I thought that was only the Zeke play. Goddard Goddard was doing a seam. When and he, he was, he was, yeah, he was making a move. Oh, but he, he did a, swim. He he swam over, yeah. and they caught him pass interference. But Jeff Jeff Heath literally like bashes him with the, with his helmet with his face mask. Oh, see, I didn't and, even notice that. And the thing is, um, I think like a couple plays later, after they called that, they called roughing the pass on the Cowboys, and people were like, oh, that was a makeup call for. Hit, but how did that doesn't make that up? He oh, yeah, scored he a touchdown. Went low. Yeah, he did. He took points off the yeah, board. Yeah, that was crazy. The pass interference was a little bit nuts because, like, yeah. he, like I said, he all he did was swim. That call was horrible. Yeah, that literally cost the Eagles the game. I mean, that one and the and the fumble in the beginning, they would have been on a twenty. Who's to say they would have scored because they did go three and out for three quarters? Attention, Eagles fans. That's exactly what I was gonna say. How dare you blame the referees when you got four first downs in the first half? You had four first downs in the first half. I understand that they were bad calls, but you had four first downs, and you've only scored twice in the whole entire season in the first quarter. Was it really the refs? I think um, fumbles, well, turnovers in general create momentum. So I think, I honestly think they would have at least gotten a field goal, and that would have been a difference, you know, time of possession, you know, but I think they would have scored. That momentum is is a big thing in the NFL, and and you see it flip all the time with plays like that, and it just gets everybody hyped up. We gotta score. We gotta score. So I feel like momentum is a big thing, and I think they would have put it in the end zone. It's possible. Stop complaining. You haven't scored in the first quarter. You got four first downs. It was six to nothing going into the fourth quarter. It was nine, nine, nothing, right? I think it was no, nine, they scored nine, nine the like first minute of the fourth quarter or something like that. That division is bad, but just to just to talk about that division still, still Saquon Barkley's the rookie of the year, and I don't think it's even debatable at this point. He's put that Giants offense on his back. People are making a case for um for Baker actually. Uh, they said he has like I think it's like the fourth highest passer rating in the NFL. I think I've seen a picture today that had his numbers on it. That's pretty wild, but I do know as a Giants fan that Saquon broke every single rookie record as far as rushing. I do like Baker, though, but I think 
Baker's team is better than what we think. I think the Browns are a, a decent little team this year. The Giants are bad. Yeah, they are coming up, the Browns. Um, but yeah, I was I was really, really mad. I think it was the Eagles game where Saquon could have broke that record where he had a hundred yards rushing and a hundred yards receiving in the same game, and he had he was one yard shy of that. Yeah, the receiving. one where they pretty much made him disappear in the second half. Well, no, I think it was the first one on Thursday Night oh, Football okay, okay. where he had 99 yards um, receiving and 100 rushing. He would have been, I think, the first Giants running back ever to do that, and I was so mad he didn't because yeah. he's just a, a generational running back. There, He is like – he's going to be on that team for a while, and he's probably going to help them win a lot of games, I think. He's a stud. I'm happy we have him, to be honest with you. And he doesn't have any of that – me, me, me in him. Like, he literally runs into the end zone, flicks the ball to the referee, goes back to the sideline. Like, that's beautiful. I thought the Giants made a mistake when they picked him. But, I mean, they're, they they proved it wrong. They proved me wrong because... They wrong yeah, they, they proved me wrong, too. I, did, I didn't think they should have passed on a quarterback with Eli Manning's situation or whatever. But, hey, congrats to Saquon Barkley. He, he's a monster. Yeah, but when we look at the quarterbacks now, only one of them's really worth anything. We talking about Baker? Yeah, I All mean the, Darnold, the guy from the everybody Jets was is hyped. Everybody, everybody was hyped the first week when he came out and dropped thirty, and then what? Nothing. Josh Allen didn't play till almost halfway through the season, and the Bills are he six, beat so. uh, the Vikings, and then what? That was week three, right? So I think he was actually starting from. Week three? I think he was starting from like week week one, I think. I don't know. No, I don't, because don't. Peterman was a starter, and, and they had somebody else. And then they had to put him in. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So they they blew out the Vikings, which was very weird. But, but yeah, I think I think the only one that's really doing his thing is, is Baker. I, I agree. Rosen, not really. Not nothing special. And he was the one that I thought was like yeah. going to be pretty decent. Yeah, with Fitzgerald and David mm-hmm. Johnson, like you got a running game. Yeah, that helps. That helps young quarterbacks thrive because they can lean on it. Speaking of quarterbacks and struggling, Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers continue their losing streak and fall short at the goal line. Not once, not twice, not three times. This is a reoccurring theme. With the Carolina Panthers. It was first down and they were on the 20. Cam Newton or the run. They ran zero running plays. With Christian McCaffrey, that's that that's insane. You have to you have to give your superstars the ball in, in crucial moments like that. And McCaffrey, I think, is becoming a superstar. He's probably one of the best skill players they have outside of Cam Newton. I'm going to say this with complete sarcasm, but Cam Newton is their superstar. Maybe one day. Cam Newton, ever since that day, on that cold night, well, it's probably warm because they were probably in Florida or something like that. When you stood at the Super Bowl and you looked at the ball and then looked around. And then looked back at the ball and did nothing. That really hurt my feelings, Cam Newton. I was high on you, but that play really hurt me. And your performance this year, it's not horrible, but it's not great. 
But to get off that, Ravens win streaks also over. Lamar Jackson, like we said a little bit earlier, did leave the game. The Ravens game went to overtime, didn't it? Because the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs kicker missed the field goal. And oh then, yeah, and then they made the field goal, I believe. Yeah, to, to, win, the to win the game mm-hmm. after RG three came in, couldn't really finish it out. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, MVP race. I got the stats. There's who's your MVP? They got Philip Rivers, Drew Brees. And Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has 43 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Uh, Drew Brees has 31 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. And Phillip Rivers has 29 touchdowns with 6 interceptions. Are these the three MVP frontrunners? Um, I would, I would say no to Phillip Rivers. But I know he is playing some of the best football, but... I think it's just between Mahomes and Breeze at this point. I think Breeze should get it, um, mainly because he's playing at a high level at, with his age and he's breaking all these records, having one of the best quarterback seasons. You know, at his age, I think that he should he should win MVP. Yeah, I kind of agree. His uh his completion percentage to just to Michael Thomas is absolutely unreal. I mean, they're like ninety percent or something like that higher. I think they've only like missed like 10 passes to each other out of like almost 100. And he just, what you call it, broke the record for the Saints or I believe like player in general for like the most receptions in the first two years. Who? Michael Thomas, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw something just like that. Yeah. So Mahomes is a rookie, right? So is he the rookie of the year? No, he played last year. Oh, he did? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is just his. But they keep saying it. Like, keep, I've heard it multiple times that, he's, that a rookie. he's a rookie, and I like that's on big time shows like ESPN and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, this is just his coming out. So yeah, but Same that really. doesn't mean he's a rookie. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying he's not a rookie. This is just his yeah his first big year. Denver, they lost to San Fran. Well, Denver is banged up. Denver's the offense hurt. is all beat they up. They don't have anybody except for Philip Lindsay. Emmanuel Sanders did tear his Achilles mm-hmm. in practice. I was I was real high on the Broncos. That defense is is scary, especially in Denver. They go to San Fran and and can't win. Um, I, I feel bad for them. Uh, they they are banged up, and San Fran's like the one of the worst teams in the league, and they're they're fighting for number one pick. They should have won that game. That kid, Nick Mullins, that came out of left field is actually decent, though. So that's kind of like a little thing that's crazy. Is and that it's he's like, what are they going to do with Jimmy G? Like, yeah, he's playing pretty well. Kittle had that 200-some yards in the first half. Yeah, I got it right here. Seven receptions, 210 yards in the first half. I think he ended the game. With just that. With that. Mm-hmm. So so I guess they just abandoned him after that. But I don't know. We're gonna have to I'm gonna have to look that up. That has to be some sort of record. Two hundred and ten yards in one half. For a tight end or maybe like a record for average yards for per catch. Because that's what you said seven for two ten, that's like thirty yards. That's thirty yards per catch. That's that's pretty good. He was he had like a a monster game for a tight end and 
you don't really you don't really hear that much from him. So good for him. I hope he he keeps it up. Him and Nick Mullins get a little connection going. Yeah. So next next team, the Steelers drop their third game in a row, and that makes them zero and four in AFC West games. The Steelers have been all over the place all year. They started off ugly, nasty, won a couple games, tied, and now they're back to ugly. I think it all goes back to Le'Veon Bell's situation. Uh, they don't pay him. They they ride with James Conner. He had a great season, and then he gets hurt, and now they gotta they gotta they gotta work with scraps. And Ben Ben's not getting any younger. He's he's an older older quarterback in the league. I think I think some something has to be wrong with Ben or something like I think they should they they should move on from him. He did leave the game, right? Yeah, he got hurt and um they did draft Mason Rudolph to replace him. And I believe Mason didn't do too well. Josh Josh Dobbs played too, right? Who's that? Uh the I think he played in Tennessee. Oh, so they went uh, so then it maybe wasn't Mason Rudolph. No, I think I think Mason Rudolph was number 2. Um yeah, it was it was uh it was Josh Dobbs who who stepped in for him and I think he threw an interception as well. Yeah, he did. I have it here. Yeah. Um and then and then Ben comes back on the field. They get that long completion to set up a field goal and the the kicker he slips. He slipped. <laughs> they did lose to the Raiders too. Yeah, the Raiders are having a a, a terrible season. Don Gruden still thinks people want to play for the Raiders. He said he said he's had conversations with multiple players saying that they want to play for the Raiders. You couldn't even keep Khalil Mack, bro. They didn't want to pay him what he was worth, and that was a huge, huge mistake. And now look at Chicago. Mm-hmm. Chicago upsets the Rams in a low-scoring game. 15 points? Is that what the Bears ended with? Their only touchdown was to an offensive lineman, by the way. Uh, I've seen this coming. Rams, a lot of their a lot of their hard games they played at home. Um, they got to go to Chicago where it's cold, it's nasty, and a number a number one defense. They dominated, and they showed why they're gonna win the NFC North, and they can make they can make a deep playoff run if they keep playing at home. Those those uh, number one and two teams get knocked out early somehow. They have a pretty solid team. Yeah, I don't the Bears, know right? about Trubisky though. I just he was I, sketchy. He's sketchy all year. It seems he didn't look like. amazing the other night, not at all. But to keep it in that division, the Packers finally get a dub after their losing streak. And my man at wants to my man Ant wants to. I just want to say congratulations. And to his quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers uh, broke Tom Brady's record of consecutive attempts without an interception. Mm-hmm. Um, Brady had 358, and Rodgers' new record now is 368. I think Rodgers can bring that to 400, to be honest. This man, like, he does lead the league in throwaways, but it's better than throwing it up and having someone come down with it. He's always he's always been good at taking care of the football. Something that Brett Favre never just he would just sling it and don't didn't care where it went. You bring up 
throwaways and Tom Brady went into the second half taking a sack when they could have scored three points because he didn't throw it away. So I don't think that's a bad stat. I think a throwaway is better than an interception. I remember, I think it wasn't last year, the year before, wasn't Aaron Rodgers on some ridiculous streak of non-interceptions like before that? Yeah, so something like, like that. He's um, been on multiple. These things are, aren't just like, he just yeah. this isn't his first time doing that. Yeah. Um, um, going back into 2014, he, he didn't throw a home, I don't think he threw a home interception all year. And then... In 2015, he plays home against the Rams in, I think, like week six. And he throws, I think he threw two. But it was from 2014 all the way into the 2015 season. He he hasn't, he didn't throw a home interception. Yeah, um, they did also, I hate to take away from the Packers a little bit, but they did play the Falcons with Matty Ice, who um, Matty Ice doesn't have ice in his veins. He's just that cold. Yeah, I, I agree. It was a, it was kind of like, oh, the Packers should win. They should win big, because they're at home, and that's where they don't normally lose. And they fired their head coach. What they wanted, um, but we're gonna get into the Seahawks dominating the Vikings, another NFC North team with some things to play for. Do we not appreciate Russell Wilson enough? Is he is he like one of the more talented quarterbacks in the NFL? Uh, I think so. Only for the fact that I used to shit on Russell Wilson all the time, say that he couldn't throw a party. Um, but he just has something. He just has something. I always talk about like that it factor, um, all the time. Like I used to say with Johnny Manziel, um, Baker Mayfield, uh, yeah, man, uh, Deshaun Watson, even they just these these guys just have something, and he just has something. People people talk about deep ball in the NFL. And they they bring up Rodgers, they bring up Breeze, but I think Russell Wilson has one of the the nicest deep balls I've ever seen, and he could really like get it up there and and throw it far, like maybe like sixty seventy yards. His deep ball is insane. I'm gonna uh, say something that Mike's probably gonna like, but he was a baseball player. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like. He's just so elusive. He's probably one of the most elusive quarterbacks in the league. He gives defensive coordinators a headache. It's never easy for Russell Wilson. The team that the Seattle Seahawks have this year, I wouldn't say it's great. I wouldn't say it's bad. At the beginning of the season, I almost thought, rebuild time. Better start losing. Pete Carroll's in the hot seat. What's going on? And they're in the mix right now. They have the one of the playoff spots, don't they? Yeah, they have uh, the fifth seed currently. When you give when you give Russell Wilson a chance to to carry his team, um, they gave him three solid running backs that can open up the game for you at any moment. You give him a chance to, you know, play action, even run off a, a fake, of you know RPO or whatever the new thing in the NFL with with the Eagles and the RPO or whatever, you give him a chance to do that. And Russell Wilson's going to take advantage of his opportunity and make some, some crazy plays for you. 
Yeah, that's one of the things that's different too, as a, like from the beginning of the season till now, is they're actually they are actually running the ball really well. Yeah, Seattle does run the ball well. They ran the ball, I think it was forty two times, a ridiculous amount of times last night. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that up. Yeah, they they have three running backs that they can just hand the ball to. They I used to call Russell Wilson a game manager because I feel like they were they were taking away an element from him that he should be able to show off more often because he's not a bad player. He shouldn't be a game manager. He should he should throw for three hundred yards every game because he can definitely get that done. Yeah, the one thing though too with that is I think why he is a game manager is Seattle has through their Super Bowl runs through now through forever since Russell's been there. They've never had any good receivers. That's that's very true. Golden Tate, they had, I mean, average for a little for a little to yeah. a little bit, and Baldwin is just okay. And they he's gave Ty, of, and they paid Tyler Lockett a bunch of money this year. Yeah, and he's just all right too. But like, these guys are kind of just somebodies a little bit. I mean, on other teams, they're they're not studs. Well, that shows in the Eagles. Um, yeah, the the Seahawks ran the ball. One per twenty-two carries, seven carries, eight carries, three carries, two carries. Russell Wilson only threw the ball twenty times for seventy-two yards, and didn't even score a touchdown. Interception. Yeah, he almost ran for more yards. I think he had like sixty-four or something like that rushing. Yeah, he ran for sixty-one yards. Yeah. Defense is definitely dominated. Um. I was I was texting Mike last night about uh Frank Clark. There I think he's a rookie, number fifty five, plays linebacker. I think he has like ten sacks and he is just he is a gr- a good linebacker. Um but uh do you think Bobby Wagner is the best linebacker in the NFL currently? Um he got away with some illegal shit. Oh, the insider trading shit, right? Oh, okay. Wrong person. No. Oh, you're talking game. about something in the game. In yeah. that game, he uh he touched b- both his players to jump over the pile to block that field goal. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. That call that call was actually called during the Eagles and in the Eagles and Cowboys game. Someone tried to jump over the thing and they called a flag on that. Yeah. I forget when it was, but yeah, it's illegal to jump over the long snapper. No, and you're not allowed to use your players to to like boost uh, up boost or jump you. over them. Yes, and he used two of his players, and he got away with it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the Seahawks have been doing that for a while because I remember Cam Chancellor used to do that, and would never, would never get caught. I feel like he would, but he would just jump right over him. So I feel like that's probably different. Yeah, you're not allowed to. He touch would him. just hop right over him. I guess Bobby Wagner just had to. He used his players' leverage to get up. So to wrap, this is going to be the last topic that we talk about today. I saved it for last. And I hope everybody's still listening. The Patriots lost yesterday to the desperation toss, the Miami miracle, Finn Sanity. I hear I hear if they got names galore. How when does that happen? And I'm glad it happened to the Patriots. When I seen it happen, I said, yo, that's the first time I've seen this happen in a very long time. Um, I'm just confused. Well, not really, but 
Rob Gronkowski was on the field, I guess, because they were expecting a Hail Mary, but they were, I feel like they were too far away to just bomb it up. I think you got to expect them to try and do something like that because they're so far away. And Rob Gronkowski showed why he shouldn't have been on the field on that play. He should have had McCordy in or somebody fast. Yeah, we were all uh, at my brother's house, and you would have thought everybody was Dolphins fans, how crazy it was. <laughs> that play was insane. I'm happy it happened to the Patriots. I like to see stuff like that once in a while because it, the announcer even said, I, I put it in the beginning of the podcast, the crazy thing, and the announcer was like, well, this is going to end up the game. They're going to try something really quick. And then he was like, oh, it's working out. What's going on? <laughs> so so even the announcer was like, yeah, we're just going to catch it and run timeout. That never happens. So we're going to hit you with this. I just want to say congratulations to the Miami Dolphins for pulling off that crazy, wild, insane play. And we don't really do this, but I'm going to try and find something. Gronkowski, you played yourself. He definitely did. But, yeah, I'm very glad that happened to the Patriots. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings, and the whole place just was like, ah. I was like, oh, my God. You would think these people are Dolphins fans because they were like, F the Patriots. And I was like, yeah. That was the first question they asked Belichick in the interview too. Was did you hear why what he was, said? Why yeah? Why was Ron got Rob on the field? And he was like, "Oh, well, we thought that if they threw it to the twenty, he would be there. He would be there." But I'm like, if that was the case, then there were still twenty yards for somebody to run. Why wouldn't you have a safety back there to tackle the guy? It just didn't make any sense. He didn't know really what to say. It was great. Yeah, that's what you get. And he always gets smart with the damn media too. Well, I'm, I like I like those approaches to the media because the media asks dumbass questions. It's like, yeah, how you guys feeling right now? It's like, yo, it's like the first TV timeout. What, what are we talking about? It's like Greg Popovich is like known for that. He's like, what do you mean? Like that's the most obvious question. Why do they? They really they really do. And it's like, what, how do you think I'm feeling? We just got stunned in the final seconds by. A division rival who was 500. How you think we're feeling right now? But if you're a Patriots fan and you're listening to this, you deserve it. You guys cheat year in, year out. And honestly, if you're a Patriots fan, I don't even know if I want you to listen to the podcast at this point. But this is going to wrap up episode 12. This has been fun. We talked a little college basketball, something new. He will be back in 10 games. That's probably going to be, what, a month from now? Two months from now? I would say so. I think, I believe that they do like a, uh, I think they go into tournaments for Christmas break, but I can't really remember. So, but it'll get into like the heat of the season, though. Now it's about to be uh, conference play. Play it up, conference play. So that's going to be exciting. And if you haven't yet, Analog Digital the official sponsor of episode 12 tagline create your own waves like i said if you love music hip-hop old school music new school you should follow this brand can you give them the instagram tag really quick yeah it's at vnv log 
the number two and then digital so it's analog to digital um the a's are v's also if you mention big brother sports talk you will get 10 percent off your next purchase from now till january 1st also stay tuned for our next episode where me and mike do our week 15 nfl picks so from this week on we're going to do two episodes a week usually on a wednesday and a probably a saturday or sunday morning where we're going to just do the next weekend's picks for the fo- for the rest of the season and if you don't make sure you follow us on twitter instagram pat mola 50 856 philly baby gomez 06 analog digital make sure you go look that up hip hop brand and last message before we sign off tonight the next episode we will be having another guest but our next guest is going to be personal trainer buff guy mike felix and he's going to be breaking down some physical fitness he's going to be talking about gym etiquette first time people at the gym how to eat a little bit better so if you're like me and you don't eat great and you don't hit the gym next podcast i'm gonna have my guy mike felix on there he's also gonna be giving out nutrition tips cardio tips how to lose some weight supplements if you're new to that so next episode if you're into physical fitness and you and you and you're scared to start working now and you don't know what to do he's gonna give some tips to get over that initial that initial bump in the road but to sign off co-host Michael Gomez and Anthony Patton, thank you for listening to episode 12. This is Big Brother Sports Talk.